0: Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show.
1: This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now.
0: This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. You can find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast.
1: Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners who have been practicing together for a few years. And we love sharing our passion for work with you. And we live in the beautiful city of Bangkok.
0: Today we are back with one of our uh, listener mail episodes. Um, But we're going to try something a little bit different. Because usually for listeners mail we have a recording of the person asking the question. Or we have their question in the form of a text message. But today we are lucky to actually have our listener on the air. So welcome Kat. So you are Cat's uh, pajamas. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into rope in the first place?
2: I started getting into rope when I first met my partner Kit Kat Ken. Together we run a munch called uh, Underkint University Malaysia, mm-hmm. and it's been about four years since.
0: All right, uh, and so Kat, today you are bringing us an interesting topic to discuss. Can you tell us and our dear listeners what that topic is?
2: I've been thinking about um, the needs of rope tops and the needs of rope bottoms and um, there's been a lot of discourse on the needs of rope bottoms with regards to safety.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting topic given the current climate in the rope world where um, we are hearing a lot about bottoms. Um, So Kat Your um, discussion topic was around the needs of rope tops and whether those needs are becoming invisible and how we can better treat our rope tops as human beings. Um, And it's kind of a delicate topic, um, and we hope that people will listen uh, with an open mind today and share their views in the comments. Um, But we thought that we'd get Kat on to have a bit of a discussion about it. So Kat, how, how did the topic first come up? you like when did you first start thinking about this this issue
2: Um, when I was first negotiating with other partners or newer partners um, there was a lot of focus on like what can you do what are your safety practices with regards to when you're engaging with bottoms but there was not so much talk or to be honest expectation in general but what can the bottom do for the top? So there's like a lot of focus on hard skills, soft skills, and negotiation care, but not really much that I'd heard of with from rope bottoms, like
1: how do you take care of the top after they've tied and stuff like that. And so for you, you're usually a about- rope bottom primarily, although you are learning yes. um some rigging skills as well, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think Fox yeah. and I have definitely seen um tops treated a bit like um a rope dispenser or, or even an amusement park wide. So this idea of um a top being someone who kind of provides rope to people. And Kat you saw that as well, didn't you, with um um a partner at a um uh an event
2: yeah i I kind of noticed
1: that, and
2: when they were tying it felt uh this is just my own observation, but it felt like the general um tone of the event was that the bottom is passively receiving instead of engaging thoroughly with the top and just. Experiencing the right, if I may say so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to be fair, that's a phenomenon that we've seen also, but it's not always like this. And different events or different communities uh, will have different experiences around this, right?
1: Yeah. And so why why is this the problem, Kat? Like what do you think the consequences of um bottoms perhaps being a bit more passive and the the expectations being much more heavily on the top what are the consequences of that
2: I believe that if like like you said if bottoms are more passive that the responsibility if an injury occurs will fall mostly on the top whereas like as bottoms I feel that we can educate ourselves better on the potential for injury for example like nerves and what feels good, good pain, bad pain and basically just paying attention when you're in a scene. Well, I wouldn't say paying attention in a scene because like then you're engaging with them and it wouldn't do to be constantly watching for something to go wrong, but just having that experience in the first place I think would make a big difference.
0: Hey guys, This is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now, back to our normal programming.
2: Uh, and like in a scene, if something's going wrong, um, the top can't read the bottom's mind, so the bottom has to speak up instead and make sure that it it doesn't like end. There's an injury, and there was no check in or communication to make sure that that injury was brought to the top's notice. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, injury is obviously one of the types of bad outcomes you can get from a scene, but another bad outcome might be simply the bottom or the top or both having a bad scene and walking away from the scene not feeling fulfilled, not feeling like it went well.
1: Yeah. And so does it feel like really the the load is on the top all the time? Is that, that your experience? So we have this kind of pressure of the top run the scene without really having the uh, bottom taking initiative to contribute to the scene?
2: Yes I feel to some extent uh, at least in my engagements and my observation that uh, there is a lot of load placed on the top and hence I'm, I'm really appreciative when I do engage to kind of try and take off some of the load and make sure that I'm in a good condition to tie and that whatever needs the top might have, I, I check it in with them and make sure that if they need anything, that it's communicated and that I try to meet those needs.
1: One of the challenges, I think, for bottoms um, is there's a lot of negativity in the community around this concept of topping from the bottom. Um, I think often to the extent of silencing uh, bottoms or bottoms feeling nervous to speak up. Um, I don't know what you think the the difference is between topping from the bottom and, and giving that helpful feedback without undermining the top. So really balancing the, the bottoms' needs, but also letting the top run the scene. Uh, Kat, maybe you go first, but I'd love to hear from Fox as well.
2: I think in my case, it would be more that because topping and bottoming or even in like situations where there's power exchange, at the end of it, it, it is still two individuals who are deciding to engage with each other. So if feedback has been negotiated, there shouldn't be any problem. And, yeah, there there shouldn't be any problem giving necessary feedback unless it's in the middle of a scene where everybody's feeling good, and all of a sudden, you know, the bottom is like, oh, yeah, this isn't feeling great. But even then, that should function like a yellow on the traffic like scale. And then the top can just take the necessary steps to figure out what's going on and to manage that.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely agree with what um, Kat is saying, and the difference between giving feedback that the top will handle as is appropriate and depending on the type of interaction versus the bottom running the scene, which I don't think this is at all. And for me, uh, topping from the bottom, if it is in fact a thing, would be about the bottom trying to be in charge of the scene and to direct the scene, but saying, oh, my, my left ankle really isn't feeling great right now, Is not directing the scene, it's giving a an important and potentially critical piece of feedback to the rigger, who can then decide what he's going to do with it.
1: And a, a male top, which can be a challenging role to have in the scene at the moment, what's your experience of cats uh topic?
0: My experience when interacting with um, female rope buttons, in my case, because uh, I tie with uh, female bottoms due to my personal preferences, um is that the negotiation is very centered around discussing the bottom's limits and desires and what she wants to get out of the scene. And it's much less around what the top wants. And that's both the negotiations that I take part in because it's my rope, but also the negotiation I observe around me at jams or at parties. Uh, between two other people doing rope together.
1: Apart from um, me, where well, obviously we have a power exchange relationship, so it's a bit different. How many times have you been asked about your desires in a scene? Uh,
0: by a first-time play partner, I would say a whole one.
1: Yeah, and you've tied with a, a number of women at this point.
0: I would say. Uh, I think I, I would need to check <laughs> to check my journal, but I think. Three hundred million. Forty-eight different, uh, to this day. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So, okay. So, so what are, what other thoughts do you have on the the topic?
0: I think at the core, we might be in some scenes, in some communities, we might be dealing with a bit of an overcorrection, potentially. Um, and I'm not a rope historian and I haven't been in a rope scene forever but it seems to me that at the onset there was definitely not enough advocacy for rope bottoms and rope bottoms were being treated as very passive and kind of like just showing up and having things done to them and that was bad clearly. And I wonder if in some cases we have currently swung too far on the other side of that pendulum in an overcorrection, where we now take very good care of the bottoms, hopefully. And I realize that's not always successful, but we should aim to take very good care of the bottoms. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't take care of the tops as well. And I was uh, participating in a conversation on FetLife yesterday, where people were saying, oh, we don't have any uh, rigors in our scene, so our scene is not really functioning because you need rigors to do rope. And my opinion on that is the better you treat your rigors, the more rigors you're going to have around.
1: Yeah, and, and there's a kind of um, potential problematic side effect of bottom empowerment, which we very strongly support. We very do. A- As a bottom, I very strongly support bottom empowerment. And as
0: someone who loves bottoms, I support their empowerment as well. (laughs) Yes,
1: you do, in all the ways. Um, But if we have bottom empowerment become bottom entitlement, then that's um, a a different issue and one we need to correct for. And certainly there are some um, bottoms who I love that their attitude is you get to play with me. That's the the reward that they get to... um, experience
0: that. Uh, yes. And honestly, to an extent, as a top, I sometimes feel that. I do sometimes feel privileged to play with some people who I find really cool or really attractive or who bring really interesting skills to the table. Uh, but I also kind of like it when I am being considered as a human being and asked about <laughs> what I like and asked what my limits are. Like, that's That's also pretty good
1: if we don't treat our tops like human beings if we if we treat our tops really in a more passive way and we we focus entirely on the needs of the bottom what are the consequences for the tops and the bottoms around that i think that in that
2: case you would see um, tops needs not fulfilled and as a result those who care about having their needs fulfilled might not just might just tie with their own people after that. And then those who are interested to continue tying, even if it means that um, there's no discourse about their needs or discussion about what kind of care they need after, then those will be tying the bottoms more. And uh, at the risk of sounding alarmist, that would probably result to some extent Um, In more Tops just taking what they want.
1: So that's having a kind of reaction to it from Tops potentially of it, then the pendulum then swinging back the other way as Tops get frustrated again and, you know, we see them perhaps doing less helpful behaviors um, or the, the good ones in inverted commas just leaving the scene or just tying with people who they feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah, which then can be quite bad if it's pulling things away from that place of empowerment of bottoms, which is very much where we want to be.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the question is, guys, what can we do about it? So Kat, what ideas do you have for us to help support and correct this potential problem? Um, I received a card
2: on negotiation from a partner, which provided a pretty good framework on how to discuss needs and negotiation within the context of a scene. So there's a lot more, I guess, to have that template provides a lot more back and forth instead of just the top asking the bottom, what do you want? What are your limits? What are you afraid of? What care do you need after that? And that puts the honest on bottoms to also ask the tops the same thing Uh, as for what bottoms in particular can do, maybe to think about their tops as human beings, I guess, (laughs) but also to pay attention to their own conduct and conduct sounds really... Um, to pay attention to how they act in the scene or the amount of effort, I guess, to, yeah, pay attention to the amount of effort that they put into the scene as compared to the top.
1: So there's a lot of education we can do as bottoms. Um, so there's, there's how we behave towards the top, but there's also, I think, some taking responsibility for um, understanding. The risk of rope. I'm, I'm really not sure that, especially people who come in, you really understand the the potential risk that they're taking by doing uh, rope. And I think we have an episode, Fox, don't we, on um, responsibilities in rope, which are linked to for tops oh, and bottoms, yeah. um, and some of that might be covered. Uh, so, uh, Fox, what do you? Um, what else do you think we can do about this? Issue?
0: Okay, I'm going to be a bit cheeky. Uh, And I'm actually going to challenge tops on this. And I'm going to say the following. uh, I don't think that by nature, negotiations uh, should always be led by the top. But in practice, overwhelmingly, statistically, it is. And if the negotiations are being too one-sided, the top can do something about it and they can advocate for their needs. And if they are in fact leading the negotiation, they can provide that missing piece, which is the other side. And if they have been asking 20 questions to the bottom, and the bottom has detailed their needs and their limits, then they can say, okay, do you have any questions for me? And if the bottom says no, which they usually do, they can say, well, for us to have a better scene, I'd like to tell you some of my needs and limits, and then proactively offer that information instead of putting the bottom in uh, an unusual position of having to ask for them.
1: Okay, so what would you um, suggest that tops share with bottoms to make sure that they've they've advocated for themselves?
0: Uh, I would say definitely share their hard limits because tops have limits too. and They really do. You can't really be angry at someone for violating one of your limits if you've not expressed what those limits are. And I think every bottom knows that but I'm not sure every top realizes it and does it in practice. Uh, And moreover, I would say maybe one of the more important um, things to say, and that's what that one person did really well uh, that I mentioned earlier, that one of my uh, new partners had really asked me me good questions about this, uh, is what as a top am I trying to get out of the scene? And that's really something I should be sharing with my bottom.
1: Okay, lovely. Um, okay, great. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast.
0: Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. iTunes, Stitchers, or wherever. Come friend us on our Life page, Rope Podcast. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can find out how to do that on RopePodcast.com.
1: And if you have time, please do give us a review because they make a big difference to us reaching more rope lovers. And um, we love questions from listeners, as you will have seen from our uh, session with Kat today. So drop us a message on Fed and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming
0: episode. Thank you, Kat, for coming on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening.
0: And have fun tying.